Alright everybody, we are back with another episode of Podagogy. Hi listeners! We're excited to be here and today we are going to be talking about something that is actually very near and dear to our hearts. We are really excited about today's episode! Yes, yes. Alright, so today we're actually going to be talking about a particular book that Laura and I teach. When we got to, we both got to Choate. Same year. Same year, right, and this is our, both of our third year, and there was, so we both, and we both teach freshmen. Yep. And there was, some of the things that we taught were sort of like department requirements. Yeah, we, we were sort of in, yep. in sort of sync with the rest of, with the rest of the English 100 teachers. But by the end of the year. We went rogue. We went rogue. And there was an opportunity, right, there was sort of, we've been told there was an opening. Yep. You can sort of feel what you want in here. Some people were doing short stories. Some people were doing other novels. Right. We could sort of fill in what we wanted. And so, tell what we Okay, yeah. okay. So, we, well, we thought a lot about this. Yeah. Um, we decided to end the year teaching Curtis Sittenfeld's novel, Prep. Yeah. Um, it, it was something both Austin and I had read a long, long, long time ago. Yeah. And then you were at Andover. They taught it at Andover. Mm-hmm. We started chatting more and more about it. Yeah. Checked with our department chair, and we ran with it. Yeah, and, and it has been amazing. Which, which is interesting because I think when most people first think about prep, and even when I heard that other people had been teaching it yep. before, my first thought was, "Whoa!" You know, like that's it was my first, It's a beach read, right? You know, I, know, that's, I, know. I think that's and everyone's first thought about it. It is, and we have actually encountered a lot of people who say that to us. Still today, mm-hmm. teaching it how years can later. Be, how can you be teaching after the Odyssey and after the Book of Genesis and after Shakespeare? And Adichie, you know, how like how can it? you how can you be doing this? You know, doesn't how that, can you how, not? Right, that's, that is yeah, our that's, question. That's our real question, right? <laughs> how can you not be teaching this? Right. So, do you want give a give a short summary of what first? happened? Yeah, for what? Yeah, what for those who haven't read it? What happens? Okay, so. Um, Okay, so Lee Fiora is the protagonist in the story. Mm -hmm. She arrives at a fictional elite private boarding school in New England her freshman year. And it's her coming-of-age story Mm -hmm. through her four years at the Alt School, which is the name of the fictional boarding school she attends. Mm -hmm. Fair enough? Yeah. I mean, we could say more. She's an outsider. an outsider in her in the community mm-hmm. right away. In mo- mostly because so sh- where so many of her friends are from New England, right? She, Demographics. She is from the Midwest, and she's, she's poor. she is on seventy five percent financial aid. You know, and that's that is where I think she notices pretty quickly the major sort of differences, cultural differences, sort of. Um, knowledge differences between her and her peers. Yes. You and know? she recognizes that right away. She, While she's an observer, yeah. she also, she, she learns a lot about herself and she knows herself pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so right away, for example, she uh, starts to learn that there are many layers to wealth, mm-hmm. that it's not like rich people and poor people, mm-hmm. that there are several levels of wealth that mm-hmm. she's, Seeing. And ways and how you present how how, you, how, interact you, how you interact with that how you present it in yourself right um, she encounters privilege yeah, over and over again mm-hmm. in many different form, mm-hmm. formats and it's hard because for as for as self aware as she is she's also in a place that's sort of um, reduces encouraging her. is encouraging a certain kind of way of being yes and she has in some ways she's come to this school. Because she's seen the glossy catalogs, yes. and she comes in and she says, you know, that she like her, one of her major goals is to find that, you know, that sweet melancholy soccer playing boy who wears 
wool sweaters and we'll talk with her about books. And, and she was smart. She yeah. felt smart at her old yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. And then she, she arrived. She felt smart and she felt charismatic. Like, she was mm-hmm. always the one who was talking in classes. Right. Um, she knew. She said she knew how to, like, talk to people around town. Like, she just Yeah, she, she had self-worth. And mm-hmm. as soon as she arrived, said, all that goes out the window. That goes out the, way, out the door. And she, a lot of the sort of arc of the book is watching her process that and then in some ways try to almost reinvent herself. Um, okay, so. Yeah. Let's dive into the case we make when we encounter people mm-hmm. who say, this is a beach read. Yeah. Let's go through our ammo. Yeah. So, I mean, my, my feeling is, you know, in our freshman curriculum here, we read about all different kinds of people. You know, I mean, we read ancient Greek. Shakespeare. We Shakespeare. We read people from all around the world, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that my first, my first sort of like piece of evidence to support prep is that here's the one time in your freshman year when you are really going to focus on people who are so obviously like us. They're all around you. Right? This, this is us. Yeah. Um, and I tell my kids that, you know, you can use the analytical skills that we've built up over the course of the year Mm -hmm. and talking about the Odyssey and talking about Shakespeare and talking about Adichie. Mm -hmm. And that stuff you can apply right. to this world that even seems so familiar. It's self-analysis. Yeah, yeah. It's deep self-analysis. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, it gives a real opportunity to journal. Yeah, so that's know? what we do. Yeah. Both of us, we have our kids, as, we are, as we're going, we journal. I have my kids, they have to write two journal entries a week for the, time, for the period that we're reading prep. And then they do a, a sort of big project at the end. But yeah. I would say to those that think that this is not great literature, mm-hmm. I, I would argue against that because yeah. it makes students feel yeah. in a way that a lot of the books that we've read don't make them feel. Yeah. And I think that that's what stories should do. They mm-hmm. should make you feel. And it also makes them connect in a way that a lot of the, the books that we read through the year don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, kids finish this book. Before, before my so yeah, this is it's done. the only it's the only book I think where people are like way way ahead where they're excited. And we you know in our department we talk a lot about we want to encourage a joy of reading. Yeah, right. That's in fact I even think that's like the one of the top goals of our department. Yeah, and I think of everything I teach here, freshmen and juniors. Yeah. this is the book that does that best. Yeah. that kid is the sort of can't put it down. Really excited to come to class and discuss. You know, it, I don't even know? have to ask any questions. The kids start talking about the book spontaneously. Yeah. It is a class run. Uh, it is a student run classroom. Student centered, right? And Not, we're talking. I have no role, really. Yeah, yeah. It's going where they want to go. And they, I mean, I think they also, part of it is where normally where I have to go through and sort of like point to the interesting right. moments yeah. in a book. So in the Odyssey, it's like, let's talk about this moment. And certainly there's a yeah. good conversation to have that I sort of have to lead it a little mm-hmm. bit. They're already there. Yeah, you they know, are. They're already at this sort of striking moment that happens in the classroom or the striking moment that happens with, between Lee and a boy and like a boy that she has a crush on. You yeah. know, like they are already drawn to those moments and are able to analyze them both from the story that we're getting in here. You know, I think we still, I mean, we're, we're looking at quotes here. We're talking yeah, about... Yeah, symbols. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about the kind of analytical stuff of other novels. Um, but it happens so organically. Totally. And there's so much. I mean, there is the young teacher. 
There is the yeah. uh, popular African-American athlete. Yeah. There is the um, pretty girl from a wealthy town mm-hmm. in Fairfield County. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There is so much. So, so much. So, so much. Every, like, so much gets covered in the book. I think everyone has sort of like a touch point or something that really either they're attracted to or really repulsed by. Yeah. You know, like, I yeah. think everyone has some point of access. Yeah, because they, I think they start to see themselves yeah. in some of the characters or the characters' experiences. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like in that way, the learning is so meaningful. Yeah. Um, and we talk about, did she make the right choice there? Mm-hmm. When she, uh, you know, started to uh, want to hook up with that boy. I mean, yeah. talk about real things. Real, yeah. And that's, and I think that's, to, I mean, to me, that's like that idea of the real things. Yeah. That is, to me, the strongest that's what I think too. point to yeah. support the novel. You know, that... Um, Sure, throughout, I mean, in my, in my freshman class this year, we've talked about um, social class. Mm-hmm. We've, talked, we've talked about sort of like uh, the complicated feelings about love or the complicated relationships. Um, we've, talk, like, we've talked about ways that you can feel uncomfortable in a wider community, yeah. marginal, you know, that we've talked about all those things, you know? But this brings the stuff of those other novels mm-hmm. so immediately to the fore in a way that it's not, we're not, you're not hedging your bets at all. You're not, it's not like uh, you're saying, okay, like, you know, we're going to take these people who are very, you know, just in time and place very removed from us and then we're going to sort of like do the mental exercise exactly. of sort of pu- of imagining ourselves in this place, which is a valid thing, but may sometimes not be the easy, the, the cleanest fit. Yeah. Particularly as our community gets broader and more diverse. Yep. You know, here is confronting those kinds of issues, issues of racism, mm-hmm. not from a, something from 150 years ago, right. but racism as it looks right, right now. In, and not racism as it looks in some other part of the world, but in a boarding school. Right. You know? Like, right here, actually. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's the old school, the fictional school. Yeah. But it is right here. Yeah. You know? And I think that that, it brings it right to the surface yeah. of, of who they are. And it calls into question all of those things that kids actually really do want to talk about. Yeah. I mean, the writing that I get in the journals is yeah. beautiful yeah. writing. And thoughtful. And beautiful, thoughtful, meaningful. And it's, um, for me more powerful than knowing that they have mastered an introduction. Right. You know, because now they're really mastering, they're figuring out who they are. Mm -hmm. And that makes me feel, that's why I love ending the year this way. Yeah, yeah. Because it makes, it's like um, gratifying to both the student and the teacher at the end. And they're they're figuring out who they are and they're figuring out why the things that happen on a daily basis matter. Mm -hmm. You know, it makes me... um, it makes even me, right, as I'm teaching prep, more critically engaged yeah. with conversations I have with colleagues, yeah. with conversations I have with students. It makes me just engage in my own life in a, in a heightened way. Yeah. To say that there's things that are worth analyzing. There's things that are, there are things that are meaningful. There's things that are worth talking about. There's ways in which I engage with the world that definitely where I rub up against racism, sexism, homophobia... Um, classism, you know, that all of those things are, right, a part of things, yeah. you know, and a lot of, I mean, I think 
to me, one of the really interesting parts about the book is where Lee herself, in some sense, but certainly a lot of the other characters, don't believe that those things exist, right? Racism doesn't exist at all, right? right? Look at our diverse, our broad, beautiful community, right? Homophobia doesn't exist. Like, we all care about each other and we support each other and love each other. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. know, that um, classism doesn't exist. People don't spend money, right? Right. Money, you don't need money on a boarding school campus. You know, we have to talk about those things. But the ways in which still there are major moments when those things happen explode out in a class, you know? And, and I think, like, it's, in some ways, I guess it's, like, sad to Austin because, like, this, so the book was written in 2005. Yeah. It's 10 years later. Yeah. And and th- we probably could go back even further, you know, and it's, like, this community and the alt community, how much growth has there been? Yeah. How, how different is it really yeah. 10 years later? Right. I don't know. In some ways, I mean, different in terms of, like, technology and social media well, yeah. and all those things. But, but if anything, those are just masking. A yeah. dismissal of uncomfortable things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and so that's, yeah. And so that's, this This book does not allow you to dismiss no, uncomfortable things. No, you lean things. into that. You have to engage it. Yeah. And and the kids want to. That's what I love yeah, about it. It's yeah. like, they are not afraid. They are not afraid to mm-hmm. talk about all of this, uh, all of this uncomfortable yeah. that happens to Lee. Yeah. You know, and I, I, that's what I would say to the teacher who tells me it's a beach read. Right. Like, that's maybe because you're afraid to have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I am and not afraid. And if anything, afraid. I mean, uh, it's, so it's like you confront it, you're not afraid, you're going to have those kind of discussions. And honestly, I mean, I think the writing is really interesting. I know, I, mean, I know, some, Austin, I know. And there's some, I mean, there's some, <laughs> I mean, there's also... I I found that so there's eight different chapters and they again they cover from freshman to senior year and a lot of the chapters will have two yeah. different major plot lines that sort of intersect they braid, in ways they braid, and they yeah. yeah they braid and they I honestly I have to give a lot of credit to to Curtis Sittenfeld for finding these really sort of gorgeous ways of bringing mm-hmm. things of bringing things together yeah there's one chapter where um. There, there's a young intern who is the who is teaching Murray. the class, Miss Murray, and that the ways that the students, this this sophomore class, interacts with Miss Murray, sort of is braided together or dovetails with Lee gaining a little bit of power in her world through hair cut. She cuts people's hair on campus. On yeah. campus, she like starts this little sort of trade for herself, and the ways that those two things sort come of together. come together and inform each other. I really think is lovely and is as worthy of analysis mm-hmm. as the things that we see in Shakespeare, the sort of images or the symbolism of the Odyssey. You know, I it feels really powerful to me. Me too. You know, and uh, and on top of that, it's also engaging these really immediate discussions and uh, getting the kids excited about reading and excited about class writing. in the way that things don't. You know, the way that a lot of other things don't, and, and certainly writing yeah. with that kind of passion and excitement too. So I can't wait for the end. I know. Well, so we're about halfway through now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are so invested. My students are so invested. Yeah. They can't wait to find out what happens to Lee. Yeah. Uh, and we do this cool thing at the end where they get to cre- do like a creative project. Mm-hmm. And we've had amazing things at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Amazing things. So we'll It can see. be a piece of creative writing. It can be... Some sort of like someone did a fashion art show. project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's people who talk about the clothing of the book. There's people who talk about um, particular moments in the book. There's people who there's people who want to engage a whole variety of things about the book. Um, 
And yeah, it anyway, feels, we recommend it. Yeah, obviously, we really, we really, really recommend this is it. Just even prep. just even just as reading it. I mean, again, I mean, you know, part of why it works to teach it here is because this is a community that looks a lot like. I mean, just in the sense that it is, it is a boarding school. It's a new. Yeah. We're in a New England boarding school environment here, but I really think that it's it's just a. I think it's a great high school novel. Mm-hmm. Also, just about this person who feels out of place. Yeah, you know. And the ways in which she both successfully and unsuccessfully mm-hmm. navigates yep. that feeling feels feels really universal to me. And the fact that it is a woman, the fact that it she's a, like a woman who is not where it's a woman that we're really to engage class structures mm-hmm. um, feels like a like I mean, there's lots of novels about people who feel out of place, yeah. you know. Um, but I think that this offers. Like the sort of, it offers a, a sort of unheard maybe side of that, mm-hmm. and I think it gives reassurance to to certain kids. Like who you are in high school does not define who you are. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that that's a nice thing for some of the kids to realize. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, some of those kids that are on the fringe. Yeah, because Lee. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, a lot of crazy things happen to Lee. A lot of things that she feels really bad about. Yeah. Um, but in the end, I think there is this moment. You know, there's this sense that like. And actually, she's like, be okay. yeah, she's, she's and be she's okay. the one who grew the most out yeah. of all of the characters, you know? Yeah. So it's sort of also, like, a testament to, like, uh, all your failings. Yeah. All your failings make you even better, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So And the things that seem so immediate and so urgent, particularly mm-hmm. in a boarding school world where, as Curtis Sittenfeld herself says, right, it's hard to sort of get outside. Yeah, it is. Of the high school world when you live in high school world. You're in a bubble, world. yeah. Um. That sort of that sense that it, things are going to be chaotic and crazy, mm-hmm. but you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Feels really, feels really, really. Nice. That's how I like to send them off into yeah. their sophomore year. Yeah. So, anyway, guys, so. thank you so much for listening. We hope that you will go out and read Prep. Yeah. Again, yeah. it's by Curtis Sittenfeld. It was published in 2005. Uh, it was a New York Times bestseller. Yeah. yeah. And. Um, we love teaching it and we love reading it. Yeah. And if you have any thoughts about it or if anyone out there is teaching it. Oh my gosh. Right? Please let comment. Us, let us know. Let us know because we're excited to hear about other places this book is being thought about. Cool. cool. So uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a listen. Give us a comment. And we'll see. We'll hear it yeah. from you next week. Next hopefully. week. Yeah. So for another week, I'm Austin Davis. And I'm Laura Milligan. We'll see you later. Bye.